Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Nice article in the Managing Madrid. Uh, blog, uh, wonderful lads that do a great job there, and worth reading about that man there. Karim Benzema needs to rest, and the numbers reveal why. Times ended up almost looking like a 6 3 1. Some very good writing about that on the Managing Madrid website. Frustrate podcast as well. Of course, Pere Valverde was a huge part of the equation. Hello and welcome to a Friday edition of the Managing Madrid podcast. I know I said on Thursday in the mailbag with Lucas over on patreon.com slash managing Madrid that we'd see you guys after the Sevilla game. But of course, I neglected the fact that there's a Friday in between, which means we have our scattering report guru on Jose Perez to help us preview the Sevilla game. Also, uh, if you're not a part of it yet, you missed a ton of great content yesterday over on patreon.com slash managing Madrid. So make sure you get in on that action. Lucas and I, we spent uh, over an hour uh, answering questions from Real Madrid fans, and, and a, lot of the, a lot of the discussion was really fun. Some great questions came in. So uh, make sure you go over that and, and subscribe to that. Also on the website, I'll point to a couple feature articles in addition to the daily news that we have on the site. I wrote an article about Antonio Rudiger's defending and ability on the ball. And there are some video clips in there for you guys to also see in the analysis. And if you missed it, it's still pinned on the website. Go check it out before we unpin it. But Karim Benzema's 2022 Ballon d'Or, Lucas Navarrete wrote a big feature, which you should all go and check out. It's awesome. So with that out of the way, we have Jose here. And I think it's been, what, a couple of weeks, Jose, since you've been on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of a uh, bit of a hectic travel schedule. Even even uh, next week is going to be a bit of a hectic travel schedule. But yeah, all in all, I'm always happy to be here. Talk about the incoming opponent. This one in particular, it's going to be a bit of a chaotic game, I would say. Right now, Sevilla is in a bit of a chaos, and 
it's gonna be interesting to see what happens interesting is the right word i i don't know how else to put it so mm -hmm. just to go over th some severe stuff before you take over here and and do a deep dive on them obviously a, a season of turmoil they're currently in 10th uh eight points off of a european spot 18 points off of leaders real madrid they are currently second worst in La Liga in expected goals against, second only to the defensive black hole that is last place, Elche. They obviously have fired Lopetegui, who has been martyred in all of this, and I'm not sure any of this is his fault, or at least not all of it, that's for sure, and had received a ton of support from Sevilla fans before his ultimate sacking. Now Jorge Sampaoli is back, and we're here to discuss it all. So, Jose, where do we start yes. with this one? Where do you want to start? Ooh, I think so. The best place to start when it comes to tackling the subject of Sevilla is just what happened or didn't happen over the summer, which is uh, even though Lopetegui had done a really good job over three years at Sevilla, by the end of last season, there was a feeling that there was a feeling of burnout and that the cycle was coming to an end. The only thing is that sack, like sacking Lopetegui was kind of an extensive endeavor, so it was like a solid... Uh, uh, canceling the contract was like a solid 10 million or something around, around those lines. And Sevilla, of course, was not willing to do that. But frankly, it's the kind of decision that might end up turning out to be more expensive later on. Sacking the coach in the middle of the season might turn out to be the more expensive mistake. Um, but perhaps the more important thing is just the issues in Sevilla recruitment over the last few years. Uh, of course, it shows a lot. It showed a lot this summer with the non-recruitment of center backs were of the same quality as the ones that le that left, and not uh, the fact that they didn't hire uh, another another six to replace an aging Fernando who is now who who can't play most of the time due to injuries. Uh, in general, Sevilla has struggled to find talent in the way they did. In previous years and i think they've also uh i think at some point like two three years ago their bets on young players kind of failed so monchi started doing bets on more established established players like papu gomez like isco like lamela like Rakitic. and the problem with these kinds of players is that they come in with pretty expensive salaries but then they have no resale value no resale value and Sevilla was kind of stuck in this issue where the only players they can really sell for money were their two center backs. And then from the rest of the squad, it's hard for them to sell more and to make money out of that to buy new players. So they were in a situation where they could barely reinforce the squad. And that's where they're at now. Uh, Sampaoli has come in, has given the team a bit more energy than what they had before. They look a bit more aggressive, a bit more intense. And what they were doing at the end of Lopetegui's era. Uh, but there are still, of course, a lot of deficits in the team, with the biggest deficit really being defense. And it's and this is made kind of worse by the fact that to stabilize defense a bit, uh Sampaoli has decided to switch to a back three, and Sevilla doesn't have enough center backs to go into a back three. So almost always they need to play with a fullback. In, in one of the center-back roles. It can be Acuna sometimes from the left side, or it can be Montiel, uh, who's usually a right-back on as right center-back. So, And even now, it's still, let's just say that defense still looks 
shaky, even with three center backs. And I think defensively, the best player has been by far Yassin Bono, who, well, he saved the penalty last week versus Valencia. And I think he's the standout defensively. And when your keeper stands out that much, it means that there are defensive problems elsewhere. The the exodus in central defense for them this summer obviously was less than ideal. But if there's any team that I would expect to be able to scout and replace with names that you know I've never heard about and groom them again, it's if I, if there's any team that I expect can do that, it's Sevilla. I mean, like it's shocking the amount of key players they they lose every season, especially when Monchi is there, and they just groom and and then sell at a massive profit and then just do it again and, and continue to be relevant year by year. This is the first time I think they've failed to do that under Manchu that I can remember. So, uh, so that so that's that. Obviously, they have defensive issues as you outlined. What is we can talk about the the drop off in personnel and defense and other, and otherwise. But when you watch Sevilla play, Jose, what is what are their tactical issues? What would you say? Like, what is actually happening there? Because I still didn't expect them to be this bad bit of every honestly a bit of everything because uh the thing is that before uh when Sevilla had like essentially world class world class center pair there there's a lot of things that that enables for example you can press more aggressively um you can press more aggressively. You can defend against counterattacks better. And because guys like Kunde were really good on the ball, that also makes your possession game better. Uh, Sevilla has lost a lot of these things. It means that <clears throat> they not press and hold a high line the way they were they did before. So that's a problem for their possession play. Uh, at this point, I would say that I find no face of play where Sevilla is good at. They don't defend well. They don't encounter attacks well. They don't, their possession game is still rather flat because they don't, they lack firepower up front. Uh, so it's really every face of the game at this point. These days, Sao Paulo is trying to play with kind of a 3-4-3. Three, uh, he still runs into several of the issues that L- Lopetegui ran into. So apart from the defensive issues that we met, that we've mentioned, their possession play definitely took a hit uh, because of the whole situation with center backs, with the fact that the team has to defend deeper, and they keep running into the issue in, in issues of lacking firepower up front because. The guys that are supposed to be their strikers, Engnesidi and Rafamir, are not in good form. They're sometimes injured. Uh, <clears throat> these days, Sampaoli is trying to big brain uh, formations without a striker. So I think there's there's actually a, a fairly good chance that instead of a traditional striker, you might get Ed Lamela playing as the nine uh, against Real Madrid. I, st- I still think there's a good chance of that. So... Uh, and, and, but you notice that lack of a striker, that lack of a goal scorer when Sevilla plays. They, it takes them, they are not efficient at all. Uh, so they're not efficient defending their own box and they're not efficient at attacking the opponent's box. So it takes them a while. <laughs> Sounds like score. a terrible place to be. So, you can't defend or attack. Exactly. So it's, it's complicated. At this point, the two players, so Sevilla has really been through like 
a depressing period and most of their players are looking really out of form. They're not at their best. The only players who, when you watch Sevilla games, look like they're in form and they're trying to carry the team. Uh, Oliver Torres is starting uh, is starting consistently uh, with Tampaoli. He's been given sometimes a free role in midfield. Sometimes he plays as kind of a left winger when the end ends up playing like midfielder. Uh, and he's he's always been a a pretty creative, albeit kind of inconsistent player. Uh, and, and, but at least in the last few games with Sampaoli, he's been good. He's been creative. He's been one of the guys who helps Sevilla get the ball forward and get it into dangerous positions. So, like, if there's Sevilla players to watch out for, Torres is one who could be problematic. And the other one, Amela, uh, he... Um, Sampaoli has been doing a lot of rotations in his forward line to the point that in the last four games, each game has had a different striker. So one time Rafa Mir, another time Lamela, another time in Nesiri. So there's always been a rotation. But out of the forwards, the one that's looking most in form is definitely Lamela. He had a big uh, against Valencia last week. Uh, he came in, he had a big impact in the game, scored the winning goal. And I'm... That time against Valencia, he didn't start. I am fairly certain that he and Oliver Torres will start against Real Madrid. Uh, Oliver Torres, who I believe is number one in La Liga in goals per shot. So small sample size, whatever. Uh, yeah. But I guess the point is, like, no matter how bad they are, maybe they have some offensive weapons to hurt you, especially if you get Nesiri on the end of a set piece. Real Madrid set piece defending hasn't been great. Um also, can you talk about Isco? I mean, obviously, Real Madrid fans might be interested to know how he's doing at Sevilla. It seems like he's had some good moments, some not-so-great moments. What is your Isco analysis of the season? Has had some moments, but it's still not enough to carry Sevilla out of their hole. And then, of course, I think that uh, there are still kind of defensive trade-offs about playing Isco. So I think both Lopetegui and now Sampaoli, they can get an advantage from Isco's creativity, but it hasn't been consistent. In, like, he's still one of the better shot creators in the team. Like, if you look at who are the most consistent uh, players who create chances and shots for others, it's Lamela, it's Isco, it's Papu Gomez. Um, but despite that, I think... Sampaoli, for example, I think he does look for someone with a bit more defensive work rate. And if I ha right now, it's really difficult to predict a Sampaoli the 11 because he's been varying them a lot every game. But I am, I'd be willing to make the bet that Oliver and Lamela are going to start because they are also the ones who have more defensive work rate. Uh, and because Oliver Torres often starts kind of in the left wing slash left midfielder role that Isco often starts. I have a feeling that it's going to be Torres who starts and not Isco. So all in all, Isco is still doing a lot of Isco things, but not consistently enough to merit building the team around him. But there is, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I would summarize it for now. What do you expect in terms of what their block looks like? Um, are they going to play a little bit deeper than normal? I know, you know, 
I, I haven't seen much of them under Sampaoli. I saw a bit of them under Lopetegui, and I was, quite frankly, just appalled by what I saw. And again, I don't think it was necessarily Lopetegui's fault. Again, you lose your, your starting center backs. You, um, you don't replace them. And then there was just, I guess, a lot of... Um, just a lot of issues. Again, like as you said, it was they they were creating some things, but not really efficient in taking their chances. They had a lot of defensive holes. Their defensive transition was terrible. To limit that, it's it to limit the damage that you would, and it remains to be seen that Benzema will start tomorrow because there was a little bit of a niggle. He's in the squad. He may start come off early or vice versa. He may come in for like the last thirty minutes or so. But even if it's like Rodrigo, Vinicius, Fede Valverde, it's a devastating offensive three still exactly. from based on what we've seen. So it seems like to minimize the damage that they would do to you, you might you might go a bit deeper block. So I guess where what where do you expect them to line up in that sense um, defensively? That is something I've been thinking about. And um, I think the story is that this Sevilla team cannot press as aggressively or consistently as it was yeah. doing under Lopetegui or as it was doing in the era when they had elite centre-backs. Uh, these days, what I'm noticing, at least with the last few games with Sampaoli, um, they do attempt to press, but not that consistently. So where whereas before, in previous years, Sevilla <clears throat> was one of the most aggressive pressing teams in La Liga, now it's something not a deep block, but it's more it's more of a mid block approach. So they are going to look at their moments when to press. Like many modern teams, it's whenever Real Madrid is playing out from goal kicks or whenever they pass the ball back to the keeper, they are very likely going to go out to press. But then they're going to be more careful about choosing their moments. So, and I do expect uh, Sampaoli is not. I wouldn't say he's a pragmatic manager. So. Uh, but I do think that even if I don't regard him as a pragmatic manager, he will still likely defend a bit deeper than usual. Uh, I have to admit that also when you have back threes, uh, it's not always the case. It depends on how aggressive you are with your wing backs, but it can sometimes be harder to press with that back three compared to say a 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2. Atletico has had this problem for a while where with the back three, they don't press as well, but when they switch to a back four, they press better. I think that's another reason why I think this Sevilla, compared to Lopetegui's, natural, the back three, I think, is also a reason why they naturally defend deeper. So I do expect kind of a more conservative Sevilla. That being said, pressing or conservative, their defending of the box is still quite soft. Uh, so for tomorrow... Uh, Tangi Nianso, who is one of their young center backs who's trying to uh who's trying to replace the ones who left. So he is injured. So he's not gonna play. And I mean they're not they don't exactly have too many center backs left. So the question will be kind of who will be the third center back? Because uh I am all I am quite confident that the center backs uh so Marcao, who is one of the new signings, he had some he had some physical issues, but I Given the lack of center backs, he will likely play. Montiel, uh, Gonzalo Montiel, who is usually a right back, will likely play center back this time around. The third center back, we'll have to see. Because Marcos Acuña also had some physical issues and it wasn't clear that he was able to start. So 
I'm not sure who will be the third center back in this case. You could move Nemanja Gudelj, who's usually the six. You could move him into center back, but then you need a sit. But then they don't have any other six in midfield. So I'm not sure what the decision will be there. They're going to have it's. They're he's kind of in a tough spot there. So uh, apart from that, mm -hmm. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, no, just. I was just wondering that, like, kind of what the lineup will be, because if, because, uh, like, the more natural choice for center back would be Gudelsch, but they don't have any other six, so it's like, what do you play there? And you kind of need a proper six against Real Madrid. Yeah, I mean, and that's I was just going to basically ask the same questions that you were going to, like, could you put like I what Lopetegui did at times is he put Gudeli. I don't know if it's Gudel, Gudeli. I I've heard commentators I say no Gudeli, so I don't. I don't. I no but, idea. He's what Lopetegui did often with him was like he'd play center back and then there would be a double pivot of Jean Jordan and um Yeah. Rakitic. Uh, not Rakitic, uh the other one. Uh this is gonna drive me nuts. I gotta Rakitic, look at Sevilla's Torres. squad. Who was the um, other one? It was a double pivot of <laughs> I'll be reminded as soon as I look at Sevilla's squad in a second here, but um Oh man, this is gonna drive me nuts. I should know this. <laughs> Anyways, but if he does like a, a double pivot of uh, Jean Jordan and whoever, and then put puts Gudeli back in center back, that's something that that I don't know. And again, I don't know what San Paoli will see necessarily, but I think where where that definitely be try and take advantage of Sevilla is obviously their defensive line, and you know. Absolutely. Yeah, the, I, I was thinking of Fernando. Was the other? Oh, guy. yeah, yes, Fernando. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I forgot that he sometimes did play uh, Gudelia and Fernando at the same time. Because usually yeah. it was just one of them, but in that case they can play both. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the situation. Just so, just to give the listeners like a bit of an idea, expect kind of three, four, three. Then uh, Yasin Bone is going to be the keeper. He might be actually one of the more problematic squad members in Sevilla because if he might, he, there's a good chance he's going to have a good day tomorrow. So it might take a while uh, to get some uh, to get something past him. Then the center back trio, Gonzalo Montiel, almost surely, usually right back will start as right center back. Uh, Marcao will start. Then the third center back. We'll see. Who is it, who is it that will start? Then the wingbacks, given that situation, uh, Alex Teyes is surely going to start at left wingback. The other uh, on the other side, you could have either you. The most likely scenario is still Jesus Navas. Uh, Jose Angel Carmona has been a young right right back that's been playing, getting some minutes. But the more likely scenario is probably still Navas. Then I still expect a double pivot of likely Gudels and uh, Rakitic simply because from experience, like last against Valencia, it was almost Isco in a double pivot, but that's not going to work against Real Madrid. So I think the more likely scenario is say Gudels and, and Rakitic. And then up front, uh, I would expect something like Oliver Torres, Lamela, and the third name is also kind of a question mark. It could be, I think the most likely option is Papu Gomez. So you could have something like Oliver Torres, Lamela, and Papu Gomez up front. 
but maybe Sampaoli decides that this time he wants to play with a striker. But right now it's not even clear whether Ignacio or Rafa Mir are going to start. He hasn't shown any preference towards starting them. So, yeah, there's still a lot of doubts about what 11 Sampaoli is going to throw out tomorrow. You know what's weird is that I you're listing off all these names and you you're listing off a lot of good players. This team is talent like it has talent like it's 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 I, I don't know like what's going on obviously the, the obvious stuff is their center back issue but you know every, like you just listed off Papa Gomez, Rafa Mir, Isco, Oliver Torres um the players like Gudeli and like we're talking about Alex Tejas who's a talented player Fernando like and the, Nesiri there's a lot of good players in this team like you just feel like you hope just for their sake, they can get it together to some at, to some degree and make a push for a European spot because it's a talented team. Um, yeah. In our remaining minutes, do you want to go over key matchups? For key matchups, uh, that'll be that'll be an interesting one. So in general, the Sevilla defense is bad in all phases. They're bad at defending the box. They're bad at transitions. So there's a lot of ways to hurt them. I think a big one though is going to be another duel of. Montiel versus Vinicius. This time Montiel playing more the right center back, uh, the right center back position. But due to the way Sevilla defend, it's gonna we're gonna end up with that Vinicius versus Montiel duel quite frequently. So that's good. That's one of the biggest ones uh, to watch out. In, in and on the other side, yeah, we'll have to see what Fe, what Fede and Rodrigo can do on the other side against Deyes. So it's gonna be. I think the wi- the wings are going to be pretty important in this one. Uh, now, what's interesting is that I think Sevilla, because of how they defend, it could be a bit easier for... How do I put it? Because of their structure, they can leave more gaps in the middle. So this is different than... For example, a 3-5-2 stru- structure tends to pack in a lot of players in the middle. And then it's hard to do combinations in the middle. But I think this Sevilla structure might leave more gaps in the middle. And right now, Real Madrid is doing pretty well with those combinations, especially if uh, Ancelotti, well, he was an interview saying that there weren't going to be much rotation. So it would be fun if he tried again, like the whole combo of like Vinicius, Rodrigo, Fede, and trying to keep doing the whole passing combinations thing through the middle, because I do think it's something that can hurt Sevilla a a lot. Uh, If that doesn't work out, still, Sevilla is also rather weak in in transition, so I think there are several ways to hurt them. Then on the other side of the pitch for matchups from Sevilla's attack versus Real Madrid's defense, uh, it's going to be mostly looking at uh, the main thing to take care of is that Sevilla has a lot of players like Oliver Torres, Cisco, Papu, uh, and Lamela who like to operate in between lines and, bet- and behind your defensive line. And we know that with Real Madrid, one of the most common issues when, say, pressing or defending is that it's not that difficult for opponents to find the back of Real Madrid's defensive line. So it's being careful about not... Uh, maybe not leaving gaps, but just being ready to plug to plug those gaps when they appear. Which again, because Real Madrid has so many players that are great at defending open spaces, uh, they have they have the means to do it. But that thread in between lines is mostly what uh, 
Real Madrid would need to look out for from those players. Then the problem is that Sevilla often doesn't have the fire. Like, even if Sevilla creates something good out of that, they usually don't have the firepower to capitalize on it. Definitely. Um, a lot of great points there. I, and I certainly would be keen on seeing more of those beautiful passing combinations that we saw against Elche resurface again against Sevilla in many times this season. Jose, Thanks for your time. Your analysis is on point as always and much appreciated. Your work is awesome. Thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, and for our listeners, we'll be back tomorrow night after the game. So keep an eye out for that. Jose, thank you so much. Thank you everyone for listening. And yeah, looking forward to the game. This one, it's not the usual Sevilla, so it's going to have a lot of goals, I think. <laughs>